Hi there and welcome to Minds of Metal. My name's Laz and as I mentioned in the last video, Dash isn't with me at the moment because this is a, a series of solo videos. On New Year's Eve this year, you're gonna have a video from us which will be the Minds of Metal album of 2022 where we're gonna go deep into our favorite album of the year. This is myself and Daria, who I call Dash. Um, but in the lead up to that, I just thought I'd do a series of solo videos just telling you our, or my uh, four albums before that. So last week was album number five, which was Aim on the Marth, The Great Heathen Army. This week is number four, next number three, two weeks from now number two, and then New Year's Eve, you're gonna get our album of the year. So the uh, I'm trying to match wherever I have t-shirts, I'm trying to match up um, with the album. This is my Parkway Drive hoodie. It's not cold, I just thought I gotta put it on because uh, my fourth favorite album of 2022 was Darker Still by Parkway Drive. Um, Parkway Drive are a band who I've only recently gotten into. My, my best friend showed me them. I said to him, listen, I want some new metal to listen to. I told him, well, he knows all my favorite bands. I said, give me a band. And he gave me Parkway Drive. And I listened to Aya and then Reverence. Um, I was, I was blown away. Like literally it was everything I wanted. When I, when I say to people, okay, give me metal that sounds like this band or this band, they give me stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It's got that aspect of it, but it's not quite hitting that mark or vice versa, you know, the other way around. Um, but Parkway Drive have hit the mark and especially with the album Reverence and the album Aya. Um, it was exactly what I was looking for. And I'm really, really glad that I found them. And myself and Daria went and saw them a couple of months ago at um, uh, Not Nottingham Arena as part of their uh, tour for the Darker Still album. And they were a really great live band. Um, pyrotechnics everywhere. Very epic. Lots of uh, priests in robes holding flames and everything. It was really cool. Um, but that tour and that show was in support of their new album, Darker Still. And I did enjoy this album. I thought it was really good. Ground Zero, track number one, I thought it was um, really nice because it starts off, it kind of prepares you for what's to come. It gives you the chorus melody, but played on like a xylophone. I mean, I'm sure it was a keyboard and they just made it sound like a xylophone, but I like that. They always do that. They kind of let you know what's coming, whether it's in the form of just a small melody at the start or him singing the melody alone and then the song kicks in. But I do like that they do that. Um, for the counter melody of the guitars with the vocals and the chorus was really nice. They do that quite often as well. Uh, like Napalm, track two, I thought it was a really cool song. I thought the verse was really nice and heavy. Beautiful dual guitars in the solo section. Um, and the breakdown at the end, my God, that really hit the mark for me. Um, the next three songs are the tracks that they actually released as singles in preparation for the album. And that was the song Glitch. Uh, the Greatest Fear and Darker Still. So starting off with Glitch, I really enjoyed, I mean, he has this way with his vocals where he can sing beautifully, as we're going to hear in Darker Still. He can shout and growl monstrously, uh, like in like Napalm. Uh, and then he's got these kind of rapping thing that he does, um, which you can hear so obviously in Glitch. And I thought that was really cool. It's nice how he switches it up. And I think for the listener, um, it just means you don't know what you're going to get from one song to the other. One's going to be screaming, one's going to be singing, one's going to be the rapping. And I think it's nice to have that versatility within an album. Um, breakdown as well. They've nailed the breakdowns on this album. I mean, <laughs> everyone is heavy. Um, so that was really good. The Greatest Fear. Um, probably one of my favourite songs on the album. Uh, the dual lead guitars at the intros were great. And as I mentioned about his vocals, this song's a screaming song. So you've got the rap before... The screaming song of this one and then the singing afterwards, which I think is really cool. The chanting in the chorus was really nice. And again, another new dynamic that added to this album. 
you just don't know what you're going to get. What are you going to get in the chorus? You're going to get him singing, screaming, shouting. You're going to have um, a, a choir singing along with you. You're going to have the whole band chanting the chorus. It's just nice because it keeps you on your toes as a listener. You just don't know what you're going to get. Um, the organ in the bridge, I thought was really nice. And I mentioned for the first song, the xylophone. What I've noticed on this album is how much emphasis they're kind of putting on production. Um, I'll talk a bit about that in a minute, but just the, the use of the different sounds that they're getting. Like I said, you've got a xylophone in the first song, you've got the organ in this song. Um, they use a lot of strings, a string section in this album, you know, a choir coming in later as well. Um, and yeah, a song later on in the album that uses predominantly based around a piano or a keyboard. So I, I just enjoyed the different instrumentation that they were bringing in. And this wasn't instrumentation that completely changes the dynamic of the band. It's still two guitars, bass, drums, and vocals playing heavy metal, but I just like those little touches that they add in. Um, the next song, Darker Still, um, really, really nice song. I think it's probably my favorite on the album. Um, in their previous two albums, they do these kind of songs that sort of sit halfway in the album. Uh, from Reverence, it was Cemetery Bloom, and from Aya, it was called Writings on the Wall. And they're just songs that are a little different. They, they're, they're not, they don't, it's not contrary to what Parkway Drive do. It still sounds like them, but it just takes a break from that heavy metal, metalcore sound that we're used to and delivers something unique. And this is where I feel um, this album's one is and the darker still. Uh, I thought the whistling in the intro was really cool, very country and westerny. You know, could have heard it in the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack. Um, again, I mentioned already about his vocals, but he's singing in this one for most of it and he's really nice, clean vocals perfectly executed i thought they were lovely guitar solo comes in i think there's two of them isn't there there's one uh, after the first verse and then there's another one later on or something and i thought it was interesting because we hear a lot of guitars throughout the album often they're dual guitars like dual leads so one playing a melody and one harmonizing it um so i don't really i didn't feel like you had many solos in this album but this one was one of them and i thought it was a really nice um really lovely solo and the, the second one in this song as well the orchestration and the string section in this song was phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought that, um, again, I'm talking about layers of this album. They keep adding layers. And this was one that I thought was needed because it's a long song. And you, if you're going to hold the listener's attention for six and a half minutes, you've got to do something differently in the last chorus than you're going to do in the first chorus, or the song's just going to stay the same. You've got to get an upwards trajectory. You've got to make the listener, keep them invested, because you're asking them to spend six minutes of their time listening to this song. And I thought the strings and the choir at the end um, was epic, an epic outro. And I thought that worked really well. And really, first on the first time listening, really kept my attention. And I yeah, really enjoyed it. Track six, Imperial Heretic. Um, one of my other favourite songs on the album. you got it, the signature guitar melodies, um, his sort of growling, shouting vocals reminded me a bit of um, Joe Duplantier from Gojira. Um, something interesting here is that I've spoken about all these instruments they're adding, choirs, strings, xylophones, organs. Yet an instrument instrument that they added in this song was rhythmic dead notes after the chorus. So if you listen to it, you hear, I can't remember how the riff goes exactly, but you just hear the guitar and they mute the strings. So you're not playing a note, you're playing a rhythm and it goes 
like that. And it's just, it's purely a rhythmic thing. It's not, you know, you're not playing a note. It's not melodic. It's not harmonic. So I just found it very interesting how they use those sort of rhythmic dead notes on the guitar as another layer um, when they've used all this other stuff before. Um, track seven, If a God Can Bleed. This is an odd one because I mentioned about Cemetery Bloom and Writings on the Wall previously as that kind of a weird middle track. And I didn't know whether I thought Darker Still would be that middle track or if it's If a God Can Bleed. Um, maybe it's both. Maybe I've done it twice on here. Um, it, it's, it's okay. It's, it's nice. It's, it's very, it, what I like about it is it's based around one riff on the piano and they're not really diverging. They're not doing a verse, a chorus, a bridge, a middle section, a breakdown, just that one bit. Um, and I think it's an interesting song. I like the chanting of the chorus. Um, and I think, yeah, it's odd. It's odd. Not my favorite on the album, but, um, it plays its part. I think, I think it is a nice break from all that heaviness, a little interlude and then bringing us to the tail end of the album. Um, if, I can't, I don't know why, but it reminds me of Gorillaz. Yes, the pop band Gorillaz. I do not know why, but I just heard something in it. They, they did songs like this where they kind of just played around with one riff electrically on a keyboard and then Damon Orban would just sing or rap over it or something. So yeah, really odd. I don't know why it came to me, but I heard this and I thought, oh, it reminds me of Gorillaz. Um, the track Soul Bleach. Again, not one of my favourites of the album, but it's nice and heavy. Um, uh, and it's it kind of hints back at their earlier stuff. You're hearing more of the metalcore stuff, the hints of deathcore as well, if you like, from those heavy chugging riffs in the chorus that just really, you know, if they play it live, there will be mosh pits, you know, warning. <laughs> um, you got a 50 second interlude, which is Stranger, which don't really have much to say about that. Uh, track 10, Land of the Lost. Um, not crazy about this one. It didn't really do too much for me. Um, basically, I wouldn't have minded if the song was taken off the album. You know, it, the album does not hinge on this song for me, but um, the chorus was cool, I suppose. Uh, I did that, you know. Um, they always hit the mark with those guitar melodies and the, the counter melodies they have where... Winston will sing or shout some melody in the chorus and the guitars will play a different melody in, in, in music terms. You call that a counter melody. Um, it still works. The notes are right with each other, but one guy does this and another guy does something else. Um, and then we move on to the final track of the album, which is probably my favorite of the album, which is called From the Heart of the Darkness. And I really enjoyed this one. I love that sort of Spartan chanting at the start of the song. Um, the call and response in the verse I thought was really good because with metal so often you have sort of like really complicated riffs being played behind the vocals. Um, so for there to be the sort of space for, for Parkway Drive to allow the space in this song for the vocals to take center stage and just have nothing else. And then the guitar riffs to respond to that, I thought was a really cool element to the song. Um, the second, and then, and then remember what I said earlier about Darker Still, where you've got to take the, for me, you've got to take the audience on a journey and you've got to make sure that you keep building so that the interest stays. And so the song develops. Um, I think they did this as well because the second verse is the same with the call and response, but then you have the added layers. It adds the strings into it. And I thought that just worked phenomenally. Um, and then again, as we develop the heavy riff of the bridge is basically the main rift, but they had more rhythms in it's developed rhythmically. Um, and I just loved how they built this song and it felt like a real great way to close the album for me. Um, the heavy riff of the outro worked so well with the orchestration of the strings. Um, I really did love this song. 
a really, really, really cool album. It's everything we love from Parkway Drive. It's everything I love. It's the anthemic choruses, the heavy riffs, the beautiful guitar melodies and harmonies, great vocals from Winston. And as I mentioned already, the variety and the versatility of his vocals, um, all of the breakdowns at the end of their heavy songs were so good, like just head banging along all the time. If I had a criticism, it's that overall I didn't feel the album was heavy enough in places. Um, you look at songs like Crushed from Aya and Wishing Wells from Reverence, just these epic, heavy songs that, I don't know how to describe it, just this album just felt one step not heavy enough. I would have liked a Wishing Wells, I would have liked a Crushed in there, um, just, just to add another degree of heaviness, another element of heaviness. It was all nice, it was all pleasant, there was heavy moments, but it felt like, I don't know, it was all a little too light compared to what I came to know and love Parkway Drive for. Um, the production was really good, I thought that was an element of the album that was really successful. Um, very polished, and I don't want to say overproduced, because that can sound like a criticism. Um, it's involved but not overdone. Uh, every instrument was mixed beautifully um, and the loads of effects that I was talking about with all the sounds and the organ and the xylophone and all that stuff, they put it in throughout and it really added a lovely texture, another layer, but it didn't overtake um, or overdo the songs in any way. Um, one thing I would question is the track listing, the order of the songs. I, I didn't feel it gelled entirely together. Um, with a song as epic as Darker Still, I kind of felt like naturally that would be the last one to have. And maybe from the heart of the darkness before that, I don't know, you know, I wasn't part of the writing process, obviously. I didn't, I didn't, don't know what. Maybe they had a plan. Maybe, maybe lyrically, there's some content in the lyrics that needed the songs to be in this order. Who knows? But for me, it just didn't entirely gel. Having said all that, though, I really enjoyed the album. I keep going back and listening to it. I love the choruses. You can sing along with nearly all of them. And that's why it is my uh, fourth favourite album of 2022. So thank you again, guys, for joining us. Next week, we've got the third best album of 2022. The week after that, the second. And then on New Year's Eve, you're going to have mine and Daria's album of the year, 2022. So please do all the normal stuff, guys. Hit like, subscribe, share us, you know, share us with your friends, anyone else who's into metal. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. We've been the Minds of Metal and have a metal day.